T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Back to more John Chuckery. This party's gonna rock. Make some noise! Sports Radio 92.9, the game. It's time to talk all things Dirty Birds. It's Falcons Flyover. With John Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Back within the Kia Studios on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. It is John Chuckery Show. Live on this Wednesday evening with you. Hey, Kenny Maine's joined the Odyssey family with his new podcast. Hey, Maine! Talking to athletes, musicians, celebrities, just about anybody else. Um, new episodes come out on Thursday, and you can download Hey, Maine for free on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast from. 404-741-0929. That is our Sodom of Others Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app, so you catch us on the go. Social media at 929 The Game, at JMCH316, at underscore Dylan Matthews. Uh, this should not look at all things Atlanta Falcons. It is the Falcons flyover. We will uh, preview the Georgia Bulldogs in about 20 minutes from right now with our buddy Chip Towers from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Uh, pro Football Focus with an article, one riser, one faller from each NFL team during training camp. So one guy on the way up, one guy maybe on the way down. And they asked all different people. They, this is not their staff. They actually went and and talk to folks covering camp. For the Atlanta Falcons, they chose Kelly Price from uh, Fox 5. So had a chance to finally meet her uh, out of training camp uh, the other day. So she um, she chose Richie Grant as the riser along with Felipe Franks. I agree totally. Um, I think that's two definite risers. I think Grant's had a really good camp. I think Franks has had, obviously, a very surprising camp. Now, this one is interesting for the faller, Okay. And I don't, I don't dispute this at all with what, what Kelly picked. Arnold Ebicady says here, Ebicady came in with high expectations as a second-round pick, but Price wrote that he seems to have, uh, he seems to be having quite a rookie learning curve out there. I agree. I, and and the times I've been out there and watched, it's it's a mixed bag, and you know he's going to have to figure some things out. You know, look. Obviously, playing at Penn State, he saw a lot of NFL-caliber offensive linemen, right? You don't line up against Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, among others, and not see 
high-caliber offensive lineman, right? So you wonder sometimes, you know, when you have some of these guys that put up big numbers at smaller schools, what's that adjustment going to look like to the NFL? But Eva Cady's a guy who put up good numbers playing at Penn State. And he has had some struggles, and at times he's looked a little bit lost out there. You know, and you look at where he's at on the depth chart right now. He's not one of your two. Right now he's not listed as a starter on your first official or unofficial, I guess, depth chart. So interesting to see another guy to really keep your eyes out on, right? We talked about Carter as well. Keep your eye on the on the guys on the outside. Can they get to the quarterback? What's our pass rush? Now, look, we're not going to have everything etched in stone after this one preseason game. But there are things to watch, are things to try to figure out with all of this. Because you do want to see some, you know, you do want to see, obviously, certain things going on with this team. And are there certain basic fundamental things that this team can do? If you can't block and you can't get the quarterback, you ain't going to be better. You can spin all the mishgas and nonsense in the world you want to be. You ain't going to be better. If you can't block better and you can't sack the quarterback, you ain't going to be better. 19 sacks isn't going to make you better. All right? Um, Do you, Dylan, do you play Madden football at all? Sometimes I play the mobile version. So, you know, the the busy, hardworking man that I am, Chuck, I don't have time to, you know, I don't even have a, like, a con- I don't have a PS5, I don't have Xbox One or anything like that. The, on- the only console I have is at my mom's house, which I don't live at anymore, and it's a Wii, first-generation Wii. Yeah, it was a kind of a simple yes-no question that you get. I know, but you, I had to elaborate. But yes. uh, but but I play Madden Mobile on my phone sometimes. Okay. So, so you have an understanding of the grades that they give players, yes. right? Okay. Yes. Let me ask you a couple here. See what you think. What do you think Kyle Pitts' grade over? These are overall grades. What do you think Kyle Pitts' overall grade was? Eighty-seven. Yes, that's correct. Did you look at this list? No, I didn't. Okay. Um, what do you think that Mariota's overall grade is? Seventy-four. Seventy-one. Mm. How about uh, Cordero Patterson? Eighty-two. 85, mm. so pretty good. Um, Deion Jones. Oh. <laughs> uh, 68. 82. What? Yeah. They gave him an 82? Yep. Goodness. 82. They were lazy with that one. How about A.J. Terrell and Casey Hayward? A.J. Terrell better be, he at least needs to be 88. I hope he's a 90. 89. Okay. How about Casey Hayward? Ooh, Casey Hayward. I think they're asleep on Casey Hayward. I'm going to say they give Casey Hayward 81. 87. Oh, okay, good. Good yeah. for Casey. He deserves yeah. that. You got an 87. How good about Grady? Uh, Grady, say they gave Grady 86. Um, Jalen Mayfield. Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, 60. 69. Wow, that's, that's being generous. generous. That's yeah. real generous. Because let me tell you who the lowest graded guy on this list is. Um, Nick Thurman got a 63. Anthony <laughs> Rush gets a 64. Marlon Davidson got a 68. So he got one point lower than, than Mayfield. That's wow. the lowest graded guys. Top guy is A.J. Terrell with 89. Hayward and Kyle Pitts are at 87. Uh, Calvin Ridley, I don't know why they have him on here, but He's an 86. I guess he could be on Madden. Yeah, um, he could be on Madden. I he's guess. Uh, an 86. Um, Youngway Koo is an 82, along with Deion Jones. Youngway should be higher than that. I would agree with that. Yeah, I would agree with that. McGarry's a 71. Hennessy's a 73. Matthews is an 81. Lindstrom's an 84. 
Brian Edwards is a 77. Tate's a 75. So some interesting grades on some of these guys, but Terrell is the highest graded guy um, that they have AJ, on the men game. AJ Terrell should be a 90 easily. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, you can't be graded as the top one or two cornerback in the entire of the NFL and not not be at that level. But that's the Madden grade, so yellow, uh, yellow John Madden, even though he's dead. All right, let's get to uh, some audio. Here's Arthur Smith talking about every practice is important. We'll, we'll continue to have big days, Eli. we got a lot of practice and a lot of work ahead of us. Like every day we come out here, maybe some things we're working out situationally, um, especially at the end of practice there, some situational stuff that uh, we're trying to improve on. But I thought overall it was a pretty good day. But every training camp, every opportunity we get out here, we we got to have the right mindset for practice and the right focus. I agree. Especially when you're not a talented football team, you got to execute. you got to be able to – you know, run the thing and execute. So, very important. Here's uh, Arthur talking about Felipe Franks and how he's had a good camp. Felipe's had a good camp. We ask him to do a lot of things, and uh, you got to work all situations, and you got to have contingency plans. So, feel good about Felipe. I'm looking forward to watching him compete Friday night. He really is one of the good stories of camp, the fact that he's changed positions and embraced it the way that he has. And, again, being in the NFL is better than not being in the NFL. And I, I applaud Felipe Franks. I, I hope he. I hope they find a role and he can contribute. I really do. I, I hope he can. Here's um, Arthur Smith talking about. There was a. So I'll have to set some backstory up. There was a heckler out there today, who was heckling the coach and the coach and him. The coach didn't go and like have a back and forth argument with him, but he kind of called him out and had a little bit of fun with him. Told him to save his voice and this, then the other. Here's Arthur talking about the heckler. Appreciates the passion as long as it's not personal. I mean, I grew up in a house with 10 kids. Like, there was chaos at all times. Like, it probably helps me in coaching. I find humor in a lot of things, and I love when people come out here in passion. And if somebody says I'm a personal insult to a player or, or whatever, it takes too far, I'll have an issue. But if you're passionate, if you let that stuff out, shame on you. And it was. I mean, if you, if you heard or read the exchange, they were having a little bit of fun with one another. Coach told the guy to save his voice. They're not going real hard today. Because the guy was, like, wanting him to go harder, and he's like, we're not going real hard today. You know, but, you know, they told the guy, save your voice. Save, save your voice for regular season and stuff like that. Um, all right, here's Arthur Smith talking about no one's going to play if they have a chance of making an existing injury worse. So all everybody's on different plans. Some of the guys, case by case. It'll always be the same. Nobody will never, whether it's preseason, practice, regular season. No, no, we're never putting anybody out there that can injure themselves more. I'd never be there. We, we care too much about the health and safety of our players and this team. Arthur talking about trying to push the ball downfield in practice. In the play pass, it's been pretty good. On some of the drop back stuff, that's what we're trying to improve. And, and we, again, you got to keep continuing working. We're going to keep swinging at it. So, um, you know, the old adage, if we, we could carve something up and make it look sweet, but uh, we're going to continue to compete in practice, and we need to hit those, those things. It's just an area improvement. There's always something D-led. So, that's the narrative of the day you want to run with, great. But it's practice, and we're going to continue to, to take our shots. Yeah, again, I'm not worried about in practice how many deep balls they throw. I, I just – way more important fish to fry. All right, let's hear from Lorenzo Carter. Um, this defensive fiery group. We're fiery. We're fiery. Everybody's competing, and we're ready to get better and keep playing. Um, we're going to compete and keep fighting, and we got to follow what Coach Pease is doing. And Coach Pease is being aggressive, so we'll be right there with him. I've talked about it. I think Lorenzo Carter can be an X factor on this defense. That I, I think that if 
if he can be the guy that we saw at the end of the year last year for the Giants, that he can be a definite X factor. And if he can get to the quarterback and do some things, he could be a real help. And hopefully he gets things turned around here with the Atlanta Falcons. going to be part of the long-term solution. Here's uh, Lorenzo Carter talking about how he's looking forward. How he's looking forward to... Um, I was looking forward to, uh, where am I at here? Oh, looking forward to seeing the young guys compete. Uh, the young guys. I'm looking forward to them getting a chance to get out there, get suited up for the first time, um, just play football, play fast. I mean, there will be mistakes, but try to limit those and then just build from it. It's preseason one. Yeah, look, uh, I think we're all excited to see the young guys get out there and get some things done, right? So everybody's going to get lots of playing time. If they're not hurt, you're going to get lots of playing time. I want to make sure I get this one clip in. Mike Vick was out at practice today, and he made the rounds talking to Steak and Sandra today. Media was all over him. Um, you know, lots of lots of folks out there trying to talk to Michael Vick. Mike did talk about um, the quarterback situation, and he says that Mariota should be the starter. Yeah, well, I think it's definitely Marcus' job. Marcus should be the starter. Um, yeah, I would think that he would be the starter. You know, uh, you know, Justin would have to do some amazing things um, to overcome that, but. At the same time, you get a chance to sit back and learn from a veteran who's had a lot of experience, a ton of experience. You get to, you know, um, just have a season with no pressure, and I think that's extremely important for a young rookie. Um, but Mark is at the helm. This team should be in good shape on offense, you know, ultimate dual threat. So he can bring some different elements to the table, and I think they got to appreciate that and use that correctly. Yeah, look, um, I think we all expect Marietta is going to be the starter. Um, I, I – and I said before, look, Ritter's going to get a chance to play at some point, right? Ritter's going to get a chance to play at some point, probably because of injury to Mariota, unfortunately. But you got to take advantage of it. We're not going to learn everything about Marcus Mariota here, but certainly he's going to get his opportunity. And, you know, the my big reason for not wanting him to start right away is just the flux of this offensive line. And not knowing or not not really sure about what this offensive line is going to be or not be, especially early on. With multiple moving pieces, new players, this, that, and the other, I don't really know what this offensive line is going to be. And I don't want my quarterback, my young quarterback, early in the season running for his life. It's not what I want to see out of my rookie quarterback. He's just got to go out there and run for his life just to survive and try to make plays and stuff. That's just not not what you want to do, you know? Not what you want out of all of it. So, uh, again, um, you know, Ritter's going to get his chance. Uh, he, and he's going to play a ton here in the preseason. I expect he's going to play the vast majority of Friday. I don't think Franks is going to play quarterback on Friday. That's just my gut. I have no inside information. I just think that they want, especially for this first preseason game, they want to have a really strong evaluation of what Desmond Ritter is starting to look like and in competition. And I think they're going to try to put him in all kinds of different situations and scenarios just to test him out and see what they've got going on, right? So we will see. Um, but also, good to see Mike Vick out at the, out at camp uh, today. All right, when we get back, we're going to preview the Georgia Bulldogs with our buddy Chip Towers from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. That's all next. Chuck Rennie, Kia Studios. Sports right now to the game, the Odyssey.com app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We've heard so much about you. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with you, John Chuckery Show. Hey, Nights on the Game and thousands more radio stations, plus millions of podcasts are all for free on the Odyssey app. You can download it today. Uh, dive into the history and culture of baseball's unofficial rulebook with unwritten new podcasts hosted by former players Ron Darling and Jimmy Rollins. Free and available on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast from. This week, they have Albert Pujols talking about how to treat rookies. Odyssey app site, catch us when you're on the go. Social media, find us at Nights on the Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And then follow us on our personal Twitter pages, at JMCH316. He's at underscore Dylan Matthews. Well, we're going to start taking a look at some college football previews. Start going around, look at some of the local teams here first. Let's head out to the waitfor.com hotline. Let's talk to our buddy, Chip Towers, from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Covers all things Georgia Bulldogs for them. AJC.com is where you can check out all of Chip's work. And, of course, give him a follow on his personal Twitter page, at AJC. Chip, as always, man, thanks for a, a few minutes. And uh, I'm rubbing my hands together because, man, we are getting so close to football that I am ready for it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I just literally just got back from uh, from Oregon and, and checking out the Ducks. I spent a few days out there, got a chance to sit down with Dan Lanning and kind of check out that. Whoop, did we lose Chip there? One of the big ones right out of the box is, is you know, Georgia and a 12th-ranked Oregon team, we find out this week, uh, you know, are going to meet in the Chick-fil-A kickoff the very first weekend. So that'll be a game with a lot of eyes on it. And uh, uh, and I wanted to get out there and never had had a chance to really check out the scene in, in Oregon. So that was that was pretty neat. And, uh, you know, and talking to Dan Lanning about getting ready to to uh, play the team that, you know, he just 
have won a national championship with. So it's an unusual situation. You know, Chip, I mean, look, I think a lot of us think it's going to be hard to replicate the historic season defensively that Georgia had, but that doesn't take away from how great that they are going to be. If I said to you that the linebacker group is going to be the toughest to replace the talent year over year, would you agree with that? Or is there another group that you think is it's tougher to replace what they lost last year? Well, that one's a particularly tough situation. I mean, out of, you know, I mean, you know, Georgia lost eight players to the NFL draft off the defensive side of the ball. I, that's unusual. That's a record in and of itself. And so, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, just talking to Lanning out there uh, in Oregon, he probably doesn't have eight NFL draft picks on his defense, right? Um, so, you know, it would be foolhardy to think that, that there's not going to be some drop-off, especially at the inside linebacker position in particular. I mean, Georgia had a real perfect storm in there uh, with N'Kobe Dean and Quay Walker and Channing Tindall, all three of those guys. Right now, looks like could be in, in line to start, you know, in, in, in the NFL. But not only that, you know, those guys were junior, senior, senior. So they've been in Dan Landing and Kirby Smart system for a long time. What Georgia did last year, yeah, talented as all get out, but it was very sophisticated as well. Uh, you know, Georgia had all kinds of different pressure packages because you got N'Kobe Dean, a, a, you know, an engineering major there in the middle, uh, you know, and Quay Walker and Channing Tindall, uh, both great athletes that were seniors who had just done so many things. Uh, so that said, I mean, I think Georgia has a plethora of talent to step in there, but there's no way they're going to be as knowledgeable that you're going to be able to do as much stuff with them. And, and look, even though it's still Kirby, I mean, it's not Dan Lanning's voice. He was the one pushing the chess pieces no matter how you slice it up and, uh, and, and breaking down the film deciding this is how we're going to defend X team. So there's going to be some drop-off there. Now the flip side of that is, is you know, I think offensively they're going to be better. I think offensively they're going to be pretty good. I mean, they were pretty good last year. And I think they're going to be better. And, you know, if you look at the average margin of defeat for Georgia last year, you know, they had some wiggle room, right? They were they were handling most of their opponents pretty, pretty uh, decisively. So I think there's some wiggle room in there. And I, I think by the end of the year, uh, you know, this will be a, a, an excellent Georgia defense. You know, early on, they, they may have some growing pains. Chip Towers joining us here on the WaitFor.com hotline, covers the Georgia Bulldogs for the AJC. Um, you know, Chip, had a chance. I was at SEC Media Days, got to sit down, talk to Kirby, uh, Stetson, I mean, the whole group that they that they brought. And, look, there there is a definite swagger about, about these guys. I mean, there, there's a calmness and a swagger about them that I don't think it's a bad thing or anything like that. But, you know, I, I've said I wonder how much that Todd Munkin is going to put the offense into Stetson's hands and, and open it up a little bit more. For for an offense that was almost 40 points a game last year, um, it wasn't like they were any kind of slouch. They've got a ton of players back. Obviously, the tight end room might be the best positional group in the country. I might argue the Ohio State wide receiver room might be a little bit better, but their tight end room's as good as any positional group in the country. You have a, a bunch coming back at running back, receiver, quarterback. How much do you think Todd Munkin opens this thing up a little bit more and – and, and really tries to put his foot on the gas pedal and, 
and get to that Alabama, Ohio State type of dynamic sense? Well, I, you know, I, it'll be interesting to see. So the, 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 I think the, the answer to your question is, is, there is, is, is Munkin and, and ultimately Kirby Smart because he's, he's the one, you know, Munkin does his bidding. And, uh, you know, he wants to be explosive, but he wants to control the line of scrimmage. Wants to control the, the football a bit. That's not not old school way where you know you're going to pound and ground. That's a ground and pound or whatever. That, that's not what they're looking for. But uh, you know, Monken was the first one to say I thought he was great uh, when we finally got to talk to him before the the college football playoff. That is like, hey, I, I underestimated Stetson. Once he got him in there, and you know, it was a one pass option. Uh, combo you know they liked it and and Stetson ran it well and you know sometimes you don't know well they know that now I I think there's a great advantage to knowing what you have at Stetson and as you heard him say you know at FCC media days and other places he's like you know I'm I'm still getting better too you know uh this is the first time he's gone into a season you know since he's been in college knowing that he's the starter so you're you're going to build on what you did before and then Munkin, I think he's proven in his short time in Athens that you know, he'll do whatever you need to do. I mean, is is Kendall Milton and Kenny McIntosh your best offensive alternative? Is it those four uh, tight ends? Is it the wide receivers? I think he can kind of pick his poison. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't care. You, you alluded to this, but I, I don't care what you end up doing. There's going to be a lot of packages where there's two and maybe three wide receivers on the field. Because with guys like Brock Bowers and, and Arik Gilbert, um, you know, you can those guys are practically wide receivers, right? You can line them as an X. You can make them a Y. You can make them a Z. You can do anything you want to do with those guys because they've proven that they have the athleticism and stuff. But it's kind of pick your poison. So I'm fascinated to see how that turns out. You know, Stetson Bennett. As a leader, I think is a great storyline. We've already seen him metamorphosize himself from 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 Stetson Bennett the fourth into Stequavius, as they're jokingly calling him now that he has shaved his head into a fade. Uh, you know, he's going to do some stuff. But the thing about Stetson, you know, he's not a shy bunny. You know, uh, he's going to yeah. he's going to try some stuff. He he may be outlandish at times. Uh, but it, it's going to be fun to watch, I think. And, and I think he, he helps them be uh, an explosive offense. Chip, let me ask you about a couple of guys on the defense that uh, some big-time recruits that they're hoping some big things out of. Michael Williams, uh, five-star recruit, Marvin Jones Jr. What do you expect out of those two guys, two five-star kids? One's a freshman, obviously, in Williams. But how much can those guys contribute and come in and play for this team? Well, I, I don't expect a ton, you know, just because they're freshmen. Now, I've heard the buzz, and and, and I get it, you know. And uh, but that's a position you got to think. You know, Trayvon Walker just went number one, and in the NFL draft, and he's going to start for the Jaguars, and he's looked really good so far, and he was fantastic for Georgia last year as a junior. But he he was he was modestly good. As a freshman, he was out there logging snaps, but he wasn't a starter. You know, he wasn't starting ahead of the veteran in front of him. So, uh, 
you know, it kind of depends on, you know, how Georgia goes defensively. They're going to have to change some defensively because of all that stuff we were talking about. I mean, they're, they're just not going to be able to rely on their front four to carry so much of the burden. They just can't. Uh, and, you know, so these guys, you know, I mean, I'm hearing, you know, they may they may be standing up a little bit more uh, than they did with, uh, you know, Trayvon, who was, had his feet, his hand on the ground most of the time. Uh, they're probably not going to be able to to do a lot of the really sophisticated stuff they did. I mean, Trayvon Walker often dropped in his own coverage, uh, you know, and they brought the heat from somewhere else. I mean, they were very – but you got to be advanced to to be able to handle that, not just to be able to, to do it, but to be able to disguise it at the line of scrimmage and, you know, not tip off what you're about to do and then do it very, very well. Uh, you know, so I, you know, but that said, those guys are going to be on the field. They got to be. And uh, Georgia has recruited for this moment. I mean, this wasn't a mystery that most of these guys were going to go. Many of them were seniors. And the juniors that went were no-brainers. I mean, you knew this was going to be their last year. So, you know, Kirby has recruited to this, uh, and he's got a plan for it. Now, how well it gets executed, that's why we're going to show up for the games. Can Jalen Carter be the best defensive player in the SEC not named Will Anderson? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, they obviously play different positions, and uh, so I, I think that makes a, a, a big difference. Wouldn't it be It'd be crazy – Georgia barely, barely recruited Will Anderson at all. So yeah. it'd be fascinating to see if he were, he were still in Athens. I'm not sure that he would still be in Athens. It's, uh, it's remarkable that he came back for another year at at, at Alabama. And Jalen Carter, let's be clear, he wouldn't be there if you could draft underclassmen. He he wouldn't be there. I mean, Jalen Carter. I mean, all those guys, you know, Jordan Davis and and uh, Devontae Wyatt. I mean, they point to, to, to Jalen Carter as being the best one. Trayvon, I mean, they all like, oh, no, he's, he's the best best athlete. So, you know, that, he's going to be the guy they really turn loose this year. And the great thing about Jalen Carter, you can play him at end, you can play him at nose guard, three technique, four technique, five technique. So, you know, the, the what you're going to see without question uh, is, you know, opposing teams – are going to be coming to the line of scrimmage, and the first thing that quarterback, opposing quarterback, is going to have to do is is not not declare the Mike linebacker. Where is 88? Because you got to know wherever he is is going to be a special set of circumstances from a blocking standpoint. Chip, last thing for you. I understand there are questions that have to be answered, and you got guys to replace, obviously, from that team last year. But realistically. Georgia have any weaknesses? Is there anything that anybody could really point to and and be scared and say, hmm, that could come back to bite Georgia later on? Well, you know, there's weaknesses like every team, you know, and if you get down in the weeds and, and pick out the minutiae, there's there's a lot there. But, the thing, you know, Kirby's done a great job of positioning Georgia where it is, and everything's relative, right? So they're in the east, and, uh, you know, I, I, you know they're, they're still being chased. When it comes to Florida, Tennessee, Kentucky—I mean, they—they they may be the 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 best hope to knock off Georgia at this point if you're looking to do that. Um, but they are very well positioned for what they've got to do. But they they are you know they you know uh, are are there better quarterbacks than Stetson Bennett? You know, probably. You know, are there better receivers? Uh, 
better defensive lineman. Your secondary is a big question. I mean, again, you're young, you're youthful, and, it, and we're in such a transitive time in college football. It's crazy, you know, with the NIL and conference realignment, which is coming down the track, super conferences. Uh, so I, I'm interested in finding out in more of a big picture, can they hang on? Like Kirby's gotten them here. Obviously, they've crossed the finish line. Can you get back around the track and, and, and keep finishing in that top three, you know, nationally? Um, they're poised to do that. They're picked three in the coaches' poll. But, uh, you know, they got to prove it right now. It's a big year for them. And uh, there's a lot of swagger, as you pointed out. But, you, you know, keeping that swagger is going to be determined if you can get back to Atlanta or not. Uh, you know, I'd say they're favored to do so, but you, you got to do it. Now you got to do it. On Twitter, at C Towers, AJC. AJC.com is where you can check out all of his work all season long covering the uh, Georgia Bulldogs for Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'll say, Chip, in closing, that uh, I did vote Stetson second team All-SEC. I think there is something to being the national championship quarterback returning. So um, there might be better guys out there, but I think there is something to winning. So we will see. But, Chip, as always, man, we appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for spending a few minutes with us, and uh, we'll talk again here soon. See you next time. You got it. When we get back, it'll be time for What's Bugging Chuckery. This may be a first in broadcasting. We'll talk about all of that next. Chuckery in the Kia Studios. Sports right now to the game, the Odyssey.com app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back to more John Chuckery. No, no. No, I'm having a good time. Having a good time. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Hey, all the uh, sports, music, news, and podcasts you want are all for free on the Odyssey app. Download it today. Chuck, we back here in the Key Studios on Sports Radio 92.9. The game, 404-741-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line if you want to be a part of the show. Odyssey app, so you catch us on the go. Social media at 92 on the game, at JMCH316, at underscore Dylan Matthews. We'll get to a what's bugging Chuck, we here in just a uh, few minutes. Uh, score update. Braves are up 3-1 to one on the Red Sox. The three runs came courtesy of Marcelo Zuna and a home run. So, as we said, he is a one-trick pony. He can hit the ball out of the ballpark. Right? It's what he does. It's everything else. It's every other part of the game. That uh, that uh, that did bring his average up to 214. So, he's up to 214 now. One for two with a, uh, a run scored, three runs driven in, and, of course, the uh, three-run homer in there. But it has given the Braves lead 3-1. to one. Let's see if they can... Uh, Hang on to, to this thing. Uh, Grissom is 0 for 2 with a strikeout thus far. Pavetta, by the way, sucks. Now, his ERA is up over five and a half, four and a half on the season. He gives up way too many homers. He's given up like 17 or 18 homers in 120-something innings. That's way too much. Kyle Wright so far been outstanding. Four and two-thirds, six hits, one run, four uh, strikeouts with no walks, only 63 pitches. So he's rolling right along. But Pavetta sucks. This Red Sox team sucks. They're in, it's the reason why they're in last place. It's the reason why they're a last place club right now. Now, we'll talk about somebody who doesn't suck coming up the top of the hour. We will talk about Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, yeah, Red Sox are three games below 500. 
Ask me, Dylan, how many games out of first place the Red Sox are. How many games out of first place are the Red Sox? 17. Sheesh. 17 games out of first place. 54 and 57 on the year. So beat these guys up, then go down and kick the crap out of those god-awful, pawn-scum, low-life, flea-bag, dirty, rotten Miami Marlins. They're 49 and 60. Ask me how many games the Marlins are out of first place. How many games are the Marlins out of first place? 22. Sheesh. So there you go. Anyway, um, if you missed our interview with Chris uh, Willis, we'll play that at uh, 940 uh, for you. But, um, yeah, Braves up 3-1 to one right now. Uh, hopefully get this thing done in nine innings uh, tonight. Don't have to go to extras uh, for all of it. And Kyle Wright. Kyle Wright's got five in the books now with 64 pitches. So he's rolling right along. His pitch count's in pretty good shape. Wouldn't mind seeing him get to seven innings. Wouldn't mind seeing him get to seven innings after burning up a bullpen a bunch last night, right? And then you're going back on the road, doubleheader this weekend, right? And Anderson's going to pitch one of the two doubleheader games. So wouldn't mind seeing Kyle Wright get a chance to go seven innings tonight and pick up his 14th win, which I think will tie him. I think he would be tied for the major league lead if he gets his 14th win. You know, that's a good question. Maybe I should... Look that uh, up. I think you're uh, right, though. Then. I think he'd be tied with Verlander. Yeah, I think, uh, let's see here. But, 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 yes. No, take that back. Verlander's got 15 ah. uh, wins. So, right would be at 14. But right would be that right now there is a four-pitcher tie with 13 wins. Right would be all by himself in second place because um, Carrasco pissed yesterday. I don't know if Gonsolin is pitching tonight or uh, Anderson for the Dodgers. I don't know who's pitching for them, but. He'd be all alone by himself, just one behind Verlander for the uh, for the most wins in um, in Major League Baseball. So, uh, what an unbelievable year for Kyle Wright! Just can't say enough good things about what he's meant to this club and, and how much he's contributed to the success that they've had this year and how good he's been. So, unbelievable to think about how good uh, Kyle Wright uh, has been. So, we'll keep you up to date all night long about what goes on with uh, Braves baseball. Uh, top of the hour, like I said, we'll talk about Ronald Acuna Jr. and the start he's off to. In this month of August. First, though, let's get to something we call What's Bugging Chuckery. Don't look now, but somebody out there just got Chuckery ticked off. <laughs> like, that's hard. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. It's time for What's Bugging Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. I have to say, at 50 years old, right, there are probably very few things you could throw at me that I haven't heard or seen in my life, right? Unlike Dylan, who... Couldn't name three songs of Whitney Houston if his life depended on it. And the one that he did name last night was, I want to go away and head home with somebody else and not talk to them or, I, well, I don't know, whatever he came up and with. And ignore their text message. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know Keith Hernandez is, right? Former St. Louis Cardinal and New York Mets first baseman. He's part of their Mets broadcast now, right? On SNY, which I think is what? Sports New York? Is that yeah. what that is? Okay. So, he has asked SNY if he could be off and not call any more games against the Philadelphia Phillies because he doesn't like watching them play. Quote, as far as fundamentally and defensively, the Phillies have always been just not up to it. Unquote. So, let me get this right. Keith Hernandez who's part of the Mets broadcast coverage, right? Longtime broadcaster, longtime Met and Cardinal, co-MVP uh, co in 1979 along with Willie Stargell. 
He doesn't like watching the Phillies and is asked to be removed from the games, not because there's some animosity, not because he's allergic to cheesesteaks, not not for any other reason than he doesn't like watching him play. Now, let me ask a question. What the hell? If, if he doesn't like watching the Phillies play, what the hell does he think when he watches the Marlins and the Nationals and the Pirates and the Cubs and the Rockies and the Diamondbacks? I mean, most of the National League is a bunch of look. The Marlins, the Nationals, the Reds, the Pirates. I mean, listen to some of these teams. The Nationals are 37 and 75. The Marlins are 49 and 60. The Cubs are 44 and 65. Since he's 44 and 65. The Pirates are 44 and 66. The Rockies are 49 and 63. The Diamondbacks are 50 and 59. If he thinks the Phillies aren't fun to watch, what the hell does he think about the other half of the National League? Yeah, because I just gave you half the damn National League. That sucks. Is there something personal? Did he did he get treated badly at Geno's or Pat's or something like that? Somebody say something to him. That I like I said, I've been around for a while. I got a few years under my belt. Maybe not freaky. Okay, maybe I'm not the level of freaky. Maybe I've not been quite around as long as he. Yeah, him, the guy in the morning show, the guy who the, the guy that the only thing that's older than him is dirt and dinosaurs. But I've never heard of a broadcaster who is asked to be pulled off of a telecast against a team, not because he got in a fight with one of the players, not because he doesn't like the manager. You know, I can understand if he, like Larry Boa was the manager of the Phillies and Keith Hernandez, who played for the Cardinals and the Mets, had an issue with Larry Boa back in their playing days. I might even give you that. But he doesn't like watching him play as, quote, as far as fundamentally and defensively, the Phillies have always just been not up to it. And I understand they stink defensively. But is that enough to have you pulled off the broadcast? Imagine if imagine if Fran Coor said, you know what? I don't like watching the pawn scum, god-awful, sludge, dreg of the universe, moldy, dead, rotten fish franchise of the Washington Nationals. Because they suck so bad, I just hate watching them. Take me off of all of their broadcasts. So this is a new one on me, I have to admit. I've heard a lot of things, seen a lot of things in the course of my life. I've never seen a broadcaster who came out and said, and by the way, not even like their division rival right now, right? You know, maybe if he said, I don't want to broadcast the Braves games because I'm bad luck. Okay, maybe I could even understand that. But you just don't like watching the Phillies. And you'd rather not be, how about that? I'd rather not be part of the broadcast than I have to sit through nine innings of watching the Phillies. Again, what the hell does he think about the Pirates and the Reds and the Cubs and the Diamondbacks and the Rockies and the Nationals and the Marlins? Because all of those teams are an insult to baseball. Those are all the bottom dregs of the universe in the National League. Who the hell wants to sit, who wants to sit through nine innings of Washington Nationals ba- baseball? Could you imagine this year being a Washington Nationals season ticket holder and watching this team 
crap themselves, and then trade away the cornerstone of your franchise. Trade away the cornerstone of your franchise, to use a, uh, a Freaky and Hughism. John Freaky, that is. Trade away John the Freaky? Yeah, him, the guy in the morning show. Trade away a cornerstone of your franchise and, and then have to sit there and watch them play. By the way, the, the Nationals, by the way, who said they're going to skip a start of Patrick Corbin. Okay, nice of them to do that. Because how many times have we talked about how bad Patrick Corbin is here on the show? The Patrick Corbin, who right now sits with an ERA of 7.02, they were going to skip a start and then bring him back in the rotation. And he'll sit through and watch that. But for whatever reason, he doesn't like watching the Philadelphia Phillies. Like I said, I thought I've heard and seen everything in my half century on this earth. That's a new one for a broadcaster. Imagine Wes Durham comes out and says, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. Call the Carolina Panther games. I just can't watch them play football. They're awful. I mean, that's like what it is, right? They have a guy just telling you, yeah, I just, I don't want, I don't like them. I don't want to call their games. It's a brave new world that we live in, man. And and Keith Hernandez is certainly no millennial or anything like that. So I might expect that out of some of these dopey millennials like Dylan, you know, that that would call out of games, not know Whitney Houston songs. Um, not been up, you know, most of the places in Georgia, not know who Crawford Long is. Um, all those things you've been called out to. Eat him with the dopey millennial. And eh, I don't really feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't like the way, I don't like the Phillies uniforms. So let me not call their game. I don't like the way that the P is curved on their, on their chest. You know, if you, if you had a, if you had enough reason already to root against the Mets, this is this, then this, this give you another reason to root against the Mets. Yeah. Like, are like, you too good? Right. Like what? Like what? And listen, Keith Hernandez absolutely, positively has the reputation of being a sanctimonious a hole. Okay, so he ain't exactly Mister, you know, friendly, nice guy, and all that kind of stuff. He's always had a reputation of being salty. So he's already got that rep. But imagine telling your boss that, yeah, I just don't like the way that they play. I don't like the way that they play the game of baseball. So I don't want to call any of their games. Which, by the way. It's not like it's not like it's a, a team that you only play once or twice, right? They play the Phillies 19 times over the course of a season. So who the hell's getting that gig when he's off? Are they taking applications? You can get it, Chuck. I'll, I'll take 19 games of broadcasting. That's good money. Yeah, absolutely. Then you can go in there and, and break some things since it's the Mets. You can oh, break I'd some just, stuff. I'd just say crazy stuff. Yeah. I'd get on there and I'd be like, you know, Howard Johnson's a bum. You know, I'd just be like, Daryl Strawberry's a loser. I'd just get on there and just, <laughs> I'd just say things. And I'd, then, I'd get kicked off the broadcast. And then you get so hot takey that they put you on hot woke. Yeah. Yeah. I, I The next day, I'd be I'd be one night calling Nationals and Mets in whatever they play, City Field or whatever. The next day, I'd be in New York uh, getting on hot woke and have me on that show. Be me and Russo, not Vince Russo, but Chris Russo. Me and Mad Dog going head to head. There you go. Another. That's your play to to become a millionaire in two days. Yeah, that's true. You know what? You might be right. That may need to be my ploy. Let me have the 19 games that Keith Hernandez doesn't want, and let me see if I can go over the top hot take. You know, Mike Schmidt was a loser. Pete Rose is a bum. Steve Carlton sucks eggs. Although Sports Center is bound to find you. And then ESPN's going to reach out, and there you go. Yeah, and listen. You're um, a gazillionaire. And listen, I'll still see you about as much as I do now. So, <laughs> <Jeez>. anyway. <laughs> and that's what's fucking Chuck reading. 
Ah, oh, Lordy. Uh, Braves and Red Sox, 3-1 to one right now. We're in the bottom of the sixth, so uh, Kyle Wright mow, uh, just mowing right along. Um, five innings in the book, six, uh, 66 pitches, four strikeouts, and uh, no walks for him tonight. Just a one run on six hits, so so far so good. Like I said, I'd love to see Kyle Wright get seven innings tonight. Let's have an easy sixth and seventh inning. Now, of course, as soon as I say that, he walks the leadoff guy. Of course, right? All right, when we get back from the top of the hour, um, this is just what the doctor ordered for Ronnie in the month of August. We'll talk about that next. Chuck, we the Key Studios. Sports right now for the game, the Odyssey.com app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.